Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, November 17. Have the courage to embrace the unexpected. Life is an ever-new drama. If you meet it with positive expectations, you will turn every challenge to good advantage. Recently, a friend of mine was talking about the positive characteristics of someone that he knows, and he said his friend had a habit, and it was a sincere habit, that no matter what happened, he would say, good, 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 good. This is good. This is good. And I, I loved that, p- partly because it's kind of like a growing thing. Good, good, good. This is good. Yes, yes, this is good. And you sort of just like, you talk yourself into it a little bit. And it's not like we can always just immediately say that something is positive. But the word good, I loved, especially. Because we don't say, this is just what I wanted. This makes me very happy. This is perfect. You know, I know this is God's will. You just kind of say to yourself, good, good. This is good. You know, sometimes just the way we respond to something. And what I also love about it is it's like a joke. I like I like a positive response that has a humorous element to it. Because if it's just slightly humorous, it kind of touches that a little bit while you're doing it. Because even as you're saying good, you know to yourself that what you really want to say is, this is terrible, this is a disaster, this is absolutely horrible. But you train yourself to say, good, good, this is good, now I can deal with this. And Swami just says, have the courage, that's the word he uses, to embrace the unexpected. Because the unexpected is the the only expected, really. I mean, maybe you have an incarnation where not much happens. But in almost every incarnation, a lot happens. And if not much happens, you end up just becoming more and more depressed by the sheer smallness and dullness of your life. It's not like there's an easy solution. If it's all too easy, then nothing of any, any interest or dynamism ever happens, and you just watch people just grow old, that's all. There was this gentleman that I knew, and he was a very nice man, and actually he was, he was, he was a lovely fellow in his own way. But he basically more or less stopped at a certain point that the world just wasn't congenial to him. He liked the world as it used to be more than he liked the world as it was. He liked the world, he liked himself living in the world when he was younger more than he liked the way it was now that he was old. And it was, it was so interesting because his wife was completely different. Same age, same background. But his wife was constantly in the present, interested in the new things that were happening. And I don't mean she was watching the trends or anything like that. By new things, I mean she listened when people talked. And she had a, I, I happened to be a guest in their home for some weeks. And I watched, you know, the different relatives come in and everybody visiting and there were there were you know nieces and nephews and grandchildren and the wife listened attentively to what anybody said and would tune in to what they were saying on their own level often of course in reference to her experience for example a gra- a grandniece i it was 
yeah, it wasn't a granddaughter, it was a niece, but a grandniece on that level, that generation, was talking about raising her children and just basically how much work she had to do in this and that. Now, my older friend, the wife of, that I'm speaking of, she'd, been raised, uh, she'd raised her children at a time when you could have a live-in nanny and you could have live-in help. And she, after the, the grandniece had left, she said to me, I can't imagine raising children without full-time live-in help. You know, it's just like out of the question for the generation of the present. But to her, it was unthinkable. But when she talked to the niece, she talked to the niece completely in the reality, in the present moment. She didn't just bring in her past. Now, the husband, charming as he was and sweet as he was, he would wait in the conversation for the moment when he could take it into the world he already knew. And he could bring into the conversation something of his past experience. What he thought, what he experienced, a story, a truth, how it used to be, what the values always were. All of his conversation, which fortunately was interesting and kindly, often very humorous, even entertaining. So it wasn't like he was unpleasant. But for himself, I watched that he just, he, he didn't like the unexpected. He didn't want things to be different. He didn't see it as exciting to have to relate to whole new generations of reality. He just wanted to wait in the world that he knew, pull energy into that world. When it got sucked away, he would just wait there again. So the only way you can say it is he was much older than his wife, even though their ages were essentially the same. But he was just much older because he'd stopped being able to, to shift, move with the times. The unexpected is what, is what keeps us in the moment. It's, it's what keeps us in the now. What makes us old is when we remember all these different things that have happened. I'm of an age now where what's going on in the world is you know, so different than the world that I grew up in. But I've, let me just say, I've made a tremendous effort you know, to stay in the present moment. But the temptation not to is just amazing. And my peers and I often laugh about just how tempting it is. One of my friends, this was one of my favorites, she was running a retail store. She was at my age. I'm 73 now. This was a few years ago. But there was a girl, a young woman, who worked in, in the store. And she was the, the, the woman was maybe 30 or 40 years younger, completely, just completely different generation. And my friend, who was the manager, was very concerned that her attire was inappropriate. It just didn't look to her like what you would wear if you were going to work. So she was going to speak to her about her attire. And I said first, I said, you know, this is a very beautiful woman. And she's very conscious of being a beautiful woman, not offensively, but she knows that she's attractive. I said, the chances of her being dressed inappropriately from her point of view, I said, are pretty close to zero. So I think before you talk to her, you should do a little research. <laughs> so my friend did a little research and discovered that this young woman was absolutely the height of fashion. The phrase was fashion forward. That's who she was. <laughs> but she was fashion forward in a direction that neither I nor my friend could even relate to. What to speak of recognize as being current. Talk about the unexpected. You know, it was just like she was going to criticize her for being such a sloppy dresser. When in fact, she was perfect. I actually did exactly the same thing. There was someone working under my jurisdiction and 
I just thought their attire was just appalling. So I, tr I tried to take them shopping. That was sort of my way, and only much later, and unfortunately I didn't catch it at the time. It took me quite a while before I realized how ludicrous the whole experience had been from my young friend's perspective. I was basically like her grandmother, trying to take her out and dress her like another grandmother, which, you know, she was in her 20s. She was out of her, not a chance. She was a particular genre of whatever it was, which I didn't care for and I still don't. But in her context, she was just right. I mean, so, I mean, these are very small examples. This is not like suddenly losing your job, getting a bad diagnosis, realizing that, you know, you have to move out of your house or, and, you know, anything like that. Those are really big stories that we, we all have to deal with. But, you know, this is like, why would we want our life never to challenge us? We have to ask ourselves really deeply, like, why am I here? Am I here to just have it be as easy as possible and learn as little as possible and grow as little as possible? Is that actually my objective? If I were going to, like, write out the contract for this life, I would like to have no opportunities to grow, please. I want everything predictable. I want it just really steady. I don't want to have to go any beyond what I can already do. I want to die exactly as I am born. Except, of course, if we don't put out energy, we start sliding backwards. And how do we think, just, just imagine if you were in charge, if you were in charge of the whole universe, how do you get people to grow? Well, obviously you have to challenge them. And you have to give them things that they, they haven't already planned for. If the only thing that comes is exactly what you've anticipated and what you have all, everything is all lined up exactly to make it work, I mean, where is the growth in that? You know, it is when we're a little bit knocked off our pins and we have to improvise a little bit. But the question is, how do we respond? And you don't have to respond in two seconds. It doesn't have to be just like that, although the faster the better. A very good friend of mine received a very serious medical diagnosis, which fortunately it all turned out to be treatable and it's in the past now. But it was very interesting because he himself said it took him about five minutes. It's like, oh, everything that I expected is going to be different. Okay. But in five minutes it was like, okay, this is the new reality. Let's just, let's just do this. This is, this is how it's going to happen. You know, death can come to us at any moment. We don't expect it. But you know people, and I know people, whose lives just stopped like that. One woman, her husband died. He, he got up out of bed in the night, and he was walking toward the bathroom, and just at the threshold between the bedroom and the bathroom. He just had a heart attack. And I, I always think about that. I think about, he was standing in the bedroom. He thought he was putting his foot into the bathroom, and instead he stepped into the astral world. It's like, will we be able to say, oh, unexpected, new adventure, look at this, or will we be desperately clinging to what's behind us? No, we have to be realistic. When we lose things that are very dear to us, we can't suppress the emotion. We have to actually allow ourselves to grieve. We have to allow ourselves to be authentic. But to allow yourself to be authentic is not the same as not accepting. I mean, sometimes we have to grieve because it is true. And I, I've certainly been in that situation more than once. You know, there was grief, and the grief was there because it had to be accepted. 
there wouldn't be grief if it didn't have to be accepted. But that's not the same as saying, I won't accept it. It's just, okay, it has to be accepted. Now this is the process of going forward, even if unexpected, undesired, unwelcome. If we take on the challenge with the understanding that this is for my own good, that's as simple as that. I often think, and it's very important to think this way, you know, we are the children of a divine mother who loves us more than we can possibly imagine. There's a beautiful expression from a French saint. If you knew how much God loves you, you would die for joy. So these unexpected opportunities that are given to us are because of how much God loves us, not the opposite. It's because he knows who we can really be. He knows what our potential is, just like the little child says, you know, mommy, mommy, I'm never going to leave you. I'm always going to live with you and daddy here. You know, well, honey, you might someday want to have your own home and your own life. No, mommy, I'm just going to stay here with you. Now, you know, that's cute when the child is six. When the child is 35 or 40, it's not so cute anymore. It's like, come, have your life, act. And so that's how Divine Mother looks at us. It's cute when we're embryos, but it's not cute when we have our own free will and it's time to act. So she just pushes us. And, and we call it unexpected, but it shouldn't be unexpected. We should know that life is going to call out from us more than we presently have. That's the whole point, isn't it? So think like that. Think joyously. Have the courage to embrace the unexpected. Life is an ever-new drama. If you meet it with positive expectations, you will turn every challenge to good advantage. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.